0: Alright, so we'll say good evening, good evening, looking forward to another, Baruch Hashem great week of Messech's Bruchos. So we are picking off on Daf Chof Gimel Ahmed Aleph, and we left off pretty much like right in the middle of the page. Tanra Tan HaNichnas LaBes Besakise, you see that? Um, I don't even know like where to count from in this. Um, it's, it's literally like right in the middle of the page. Okay, you know what, I'll count. Two, four, six, eight, ten. 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. About 20 lines down in the wide lines. In the wide lines. says, So we'll say very interesting cases. Person walks into the bathroom. Bless you. Person walks into the bathroom. So the halacha is, you have to take off your tillin at a distance of four amas from the bathroom. Okay. So the Gemara says, Then they go into the bathroom. So the Gemara says, when does that apply to a baisakisei kavod? I both say definition of an established bathroom. What's the definition of an established bathroom? One in which someone defecated in. That's what makes it a bathroom, right? That's right. Uh, if some, so if somebody, if somebody relieved themselves in that way, there. That's a base kavod. A aray. I both say if it's a temporary bathroom. I both say it's interesting. What's the definition of a temporary bathroom? Any place you choose, right? (laughs) So like, you know, mamish, mamish, you decide, you know, you you decide to, to, a person decides to urinate somewhere. Suddenly again, that is a base at Kisei Arai, right? That, That is a temporary bathroom. However, so we'll in that case, then you take off your tulin, and ultimately, again, you could relieve yourself immediately. And I will say, so it's actually an interesting distinction here. See, so if you have an established bathroom, which means that someone had defecated there before, then the assumption is also there may be an odor that's associated there, and just, even just the presence of waste there requires you to take off your tillin at a distance of Daladamas. However, if essentially you have a Besakise Arai, a temporary bathroom, which just means someone urinated there but didn't defecate there, then Haloch la'maisa, you obviously you have to take off your tillin before you go in, but you could take off your tillin right at the entrance, so to speak, to this Besakise Arai. Okay. So the Gemara says. Okay, When you come out of the bathroom, obviously, if a person goes into the bathroom and they relieve themselves, they defecated in the bathroom. So then they made this area into a established bathroom, and therefore, when coming out, you have to go ahead and distance yourself from the bathroom before going out and putting on your tefillin. Okay. So this is very interesting. So remember, these questions sound so incredibly counterintuitive to us, right? So what We hear with the Gemara's kasha is. Is a person allowed to keep their tefillin on while urinating? I will say now, for us, it sounds like such a foreign question. But understand, it's not so foreign, especially given the fact that when they're talking about bathrooms... They talk about like in the middle of the field, right? they're, also, they're also talking about a situation where often people would wear tefillin the entire day. So now, so now I understand that obviously one can't defecate while wearing tefillin, but is one permitted to urinate while wearing tefillin? So Ravina, Ravina Shari, Ravada bar As, Ravada bar Masna aser. Ravina says it's mutar. Ravada Masna says that it's aser. Hey, so Asu Shaila the Rava. They came to ask Rav about this Shaila. Amr lahu Aser says, no, you can't urinate with on. Why? Chayshinon shema yif We are concerned that you may come to defecate. In other words, we're concerned that once we allow you to relieve yourself with tefillin, right, you may come to ultimately defecate. But to, but to urinate alone would not be a problem. That's clear the mashmos. Clear the mashmos. Which, right, which is, which is, <laughs> it, it, it sounds, it sounds like totally off base, right? Totally off base. But again, you often find Chazal making a distinction between urinating and defecating, just in terms of the, from an odor perspective, from an actual tangible waste perspective. So because that Chazal seemed to be technically okay with urinating with Tzulon, right? It's less to come. Even spitting is, is you're not supposed to be doing when you have
1: someone,
0: I thought. Spitting? I thought it doesn't matter to say something about spitting with your Tzulon on is, is inappropriate. Maybe that wasn't that you gave share. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. That was, that was I wasn't. <laughs> I left. I, yeah. I wanted to leave it over a little bit for you. A little bit for you. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see that. Because the Shonar brings down that aloha is, we're going to see like, let's say a person has phlegm in their mouth like you're allowed to spit it out during davening. It's just the shayla of like what you spit it into or where you spit it onto. But I don't know. We'll see. Someone says as follows. Others say no, no, no. The concern with allowing you to urinate with tefillin on is flatulence. We'll discuss this as well, that the issue may be concerned, not just with defecation of flatulence as well. we'll also listen to this. Another b'ra'isa. Another b'ra'isa. Person goes into a b'isa another So we'll say a so k'isa like for our purposes, means like, like an outhouse. Like an outhouse. So what do you do? Number one, you have to take off your... So number one, you have to take off your tulin. Number two you have to take off your tefillin at a distance of dal Ramas. right? And number three, this, this price, it says, And what should you do? Put it by like a window, like a window by the Rishos HaRabim. And then you can go into the bathroom. We'll say, by the way, what, what does it mean, put it by a window in the Rishos HaRabim? The idea is put your tefillin like somewhere secure. In other words, you can't put it on the ground. You have to put it somewhere. And when you come out of the bathroom right And when you come out, ultimately, again, distance yourself, and then you can put on the Tzillin, and these are words of the says and the biyado says, Wild. Bessilin says, no, 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 when you go into the bathroom, you can't wear your tilin but what can you do? What can you do? Hold them in your hand. And the Rabbi Akiva says, hold it in your garment, hold it in your garment, and you could walk in like that. Really put your tzolun in your garment? Saga the Gemara says, Zinnin mishdalilu fenafli." We'll say, isn't there a concern that if I'm putting the tzolun in my garment, the tzolun could fall out. Tzolun could fall out in the bathroom. So we'll say, no, no, what Rabbi Akiva means to say is like this, hold it in your hand, but cover it in your garment. So in other words, whereas Basil seems to say, you can just hold it in your hand, Rabbi Akiva says, Cover it in the garment and hold it in your hand so it's secure and it's covered. He goes on, he says, um, uh, um, eh? and ultimately again, Rabbi Akiva also brings down, don't leave it by the windows of the Shabbat. instead, Go ahead and find like some type of chor. Chor literally means like a hole, like a crevice in the wall somewhere next to the base hakiseh, next to the outhouse. And the boss say, ultimately, again, do not leave your tefillin by the crevices in the wall next to Rosh Hashanah. Boss say this is pretty wild. Why? Out of a concern, I' say that if you leave your tefillin by the crevices in the wall of Rosh Rabin, what could happen? somebody could take it, somebody could steal your tefillin, and you may become to be suspect of inappropriate behavior. But us get ready for this. What does that mean? So we'll listen to this story. There was once a tamad chacham, who again was following the advice of the, of the halach over here, was going to the bathroom, took off his tefillin, and put it by a crevice in the wall. And what happens? A harlot came along, she took the tefillin, she took the tefillin, and I was saying, Then what did she do? Ubas She came into the base medrash. Shva amra Ma nosin li ploni And I said, I guess on the tefillin bag it had, you know, you know, Chaim Yankel Ben uh, Ben, you know, whatever Avram Yitzchok. Right, so he has he has it over there. So she comes in. Look, 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 look. What this Talmacham gave me as uh, as as payment for my services. I'm we'll say, what happened? Once the Talmud heard this, right? he went up to the roof and ultimately killed himself. He took the, the, the humiliation. I'm we'll say, by the way, the, the the story is such an incredible story. i will say, you know, human nature has not changed since the beginning of time, which is, people see something like, people probably knew this Talmud for who knows how many years. Right? So, Instead of like saying, instead of saying, well, you know, maybe something else happened over here. It's kind of like this becomes incontrovertible proof that obviously he engaged in immoral behavior, and he knew that he would never be able to redeem his reputation. It's just such a, it's it's, it's such an overwhelming, such an overwhelming ma'isa. The Gemara says ba'osa shah in that moment during after this episode hiskinu she'ochsan the biyado So We'll say it's incredible after this story happened. After this story happened, Chazal legislated that when you go to the bathroom, take your tfilin in with you. Granted, wrap it in your right, hold it in your hand, wrap it in your garments, but ultimately again, do not leave it outside. We'll say, such a such a strange, such a strange event. Tell so, so what happened? They used to leave their tfilin by the crevices in the wall outside of the bathrooms, right? and what would happen? Mice would come and take their tefillin. I know, th- those aren't mice. I don't know what they are, right? <laughs> that, that's, that's something much more you get. You've got more than a mouse issue. Over so there, it what did, what did, So it's interesting, just seeing the evolution of halacha. So what did Chazal say? Go and put it by the windows in the Shurabim. Then what happened? Then what happened? Then her passerbys would come and steal the tefillin. So what happened? So Chazal Institute, you know what? Just take it with you. Take it with you. There's not really a good alternative. So ultimately, again, wrap it up, you know, wrap it up in a, in a garment. So this way, again, it's not exposed. And take it with you into the bathroom itself. What's the halacha? in safer. V'ohzan biyamino kineged libo. Sramiyasha said, what should you do the name of Rabbi Levi? Wrap up your tvilin, wrap it up, and ultimately hold it in your right hand opposite your heart right? So it's, it's like the imagery is, you have it wrapped up, so you could therefore hold it in your hand, right? Right hand, chashuv, hold it opposite your heart, that way the tefillin are safe, secure, and obviously you're placing it by your heart. Okay, Amrav Yosei Bar Yumi, Nachman, Obilvad, Rutsua Yotes Mitachas What do you have to be careful, about? So You have to be careful that the straps don't hang out. In other words, right, we don't want an exposed strap in the bathroom, so therefore, just make sure that when you're wrapping up the tillin, the ritsuas ultimately, again, are totally, are totally covered. I will say, I'll show you a beautiful Rashi here. If you take a look at Rashi, you see it, just go to the right side. About uh, 10 lines up from where we are. Rashi, The strap of the tefillin has kidusha. I so will we're going to talk about this. You know, when it comes to hilchos host tefillin, the most imp- what's the most important part of the tefillin, right, is the bias. You know, for example, let's say a person has a cast on their arm. Can you put on tefillin with a cast on your arm? You can, as long as that bias can get on your bicep. Even if the straps are going to be over a cast, that's fine. If there's a cast all the way up, let's say, to my shoulder, right? and I can't get on my bicep, that's when there's a problem, right? At least with the shalyad. So he writes over here, but even though, right, he says, the of the straps, Have holiness as well. Because it's the straps ultimately again that allowed the tongue to be fastened onto your body. Well, this is very beautiful. Excuse me. The Rosh Ritzua, Tfil and Shalyad. So, I will say, you know, if you, if you, if you look at everything on the Ritzuas, so ultimately again, right, in the back of the Shalyad, the Shal Rosh, sorry, you have a Dalit, right, ultimately again, on the side of the bias of the Shalrosh, you have a Shin, and ultimately again, the knot by the Shalyad is supposed to be a Yud. So, you see the Ritzuas themselves, together with the bias, spell out the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He goes on, he says, Vayudha Rosh, Shalyad, Tan, I will say, now, in addition to the Shin on the bias, and I will say, again, everything also depends on how you wrap. But again, when you wrap on your Shalyad, so many of us, the way we wrap, ultimately, again, is you have a shin on your hand as well, right? So whether like whether Ashkenaz or Svard, right all, often, again, that hand part is becoming a shin. So interestingly enough, the Ritzuas themselves... Spell out the name of a Baruch Hu. So, because the Ratsuah spell out the name of a Shan, therefore they have Kiddushah. Therefore, in wrapping up your Twilin, you have to make sure that a piece of the Ratsuah doesn't hang out from the garment in the bathroom. Incredible. So, the Gemara goes right. the Gemara says, Good. So, uh, when do we say that you wrap up your Twilin? Right, wrap, wrap up your tefillin, hold it in your right hand, opposite your heart, Right, wrap it in the bag, and when is all of that? That's assuming you're putting your tefillin on again when you come out of the bathroom. There's still time to put your tefillin on. However, I will say, let's say you're going to the bathroom at the end of the day, and by the time you come out already, it's going to be nightfall, right? Or after sheki, after sunset, so it's no longer this month of tefillin. So I will say, so therefore again, now the, sh- the Gemara says, what should you do? <speaking in Hebrew> I will say, what do you do? Make a tefillin bag. Here's the makar. Make for yourself a tefillin bag that has an interior space of at least a tefach. Of at least a tefach. Then I will say, now what happens if the bag is an interior space of a tefach? This is actually fascinating. If it has a space of a tefach, then that makes, I will say, a tefach is approximately three inches, right? Three and a half inches. So make sure it has an interior space of three and a half inches all the way around. If you have that, that actually becomes like an ohel. Right? Like a, a little the a tent, but like a structure around the tefillin, which would actually even allow you to put the tefillin down on the ground, right? Because since it's existing in an ohel, therefore halacha it's not like you're placing the tefillin on the ground on the ground. You're placing the tefillin in an ohel, in a structure, which is really quite interesting. Okay, so the Marv says Umanichan Biyom. So we'll say, therefore, if you're going to the bathroom by day, you have to take off your tulin. So roll them up, like I say for Torah, right? Roll up the tulin, Keep it in your hand. And you again, we'll say, the same like we saw before, right hand opposite the heart, covered with a baguette. And at night, meaning we'll say, if, let's see, I'm wearing my tulin now. But by the time I come out, I'm not going to be wearing my tefillin, or no, it's no longer this amount of tillin. In that case, take off your tefillin, wrap them up, and put them in the kiss, put them in the bag, that effectively could act as an ohel. Om rabbi, lo shonu kelyon. They will say, when does the utensil require a tefach? Only if the utensil is specifically set aside for the use of tefillin. However, However, is interesting. if you're putting tefillin in something else that's not normally a utensil for tefillin, even an interior space of less than a tefillin ultimately again will work to create an ohel. Will work to create an ohel ultimately again for the tefillin themselves. Incredible. Incredible. So the Gemara goes right there. So the Gemara says, uh, So we'll say, what's the proof to this? The proof to this ultimately is that if you have a house and there's a corpse in the house, remember again, all kalim, all utensils inside the house are tummy. Are tummy. However, I will say if you have, let's say, a utensil, right? A utensil that is a sealed utensil, right? Ultimately, again, let say you have an earthenware utensil that has a seal, that has a cover on it. Even if the interior of that cover, or excuse even the interior of that kli is less than a tefach, since it's closed, and has, therefore, again, it's considered to be a chatzitza, or, or a mechitsa, a barrier, ultimately, again, in front of toma Okay, very interesting. So the Gemara goes, Good, fine. I listen to this. So, I say, so now, essentially, what, what comes out of this suya is the following. What comes out of here is, if you're going to go ahead and... If a person is going to go ahead and use the bathroom, what do they have, do they have to do? Have take off your tefillin. If it's a bais hakiseh kavua at a distance of Dalaramas, what do you do with the tefillin? If you're going to be putting them on again that day, wrap them up, wrap it in a baguette, hold it in your right hand opposite your heart, and you could even bring it in with you. If you're not going to be putting it on that day, better to wrap it up, put it in the kiss, put it in its bag. That bag can actually act as an ohel, and would actually technically technically we don't follow this in practice but technically allow you to go ahead and carry it and carry it all to or me, even place it on the ground. I'll, say, well, I'll tell you where this comes up. Interesting where, this, where does this come up? I'll say, Right, person's traveling. Person's traveling and I'm carrying my Talos and I have to use the restroom. I have to use the restroom. So what like, what, 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 what do I do? So actually, we're going we're gonna to talk about this in greater depth, but just interesting <laughs> enough, it sounds like from here, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> right? so first of all put in your suitcase that's the easiest thing but it sounds like based on the skimmer over here even just walking in with the bag itself wouldn't be a problem because the mice said it's in oh hell so now again we'll discuss halacha la so what to do but interesting that how comes to let's go a little bit about another minute oh actually I was saying, you know what we'll uh isn't there, isn't there something about double du- yeah we're going to get double yeah a uh, double casing we're going to get to that no, no. Like, you mean like in like your Tefillin bag? Yeah, we're like, no, no, no. That's that's considered to be considered to be one bag. What about the plastic bag? So, good, We're going to talk about that. We're going to be The answer is yes, even though it's transparent. Yeah. All right. So we'll say we'll stop over here for tonight. We'll pick up with Amr Abba and Mirz Hashem tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we'll pick up with tomorrow. We'll say Shkoyach. All right. That was, by the way, that was actually pretty much on schedule. That was, I think, that was a half of Ahmed. If. <laughs> If, if I'm just saying